and when Trent's rolling too, like you can feel his energy in the huddle for sure. Because I think Trent's very much like Jeff Wilson. The only thing different is that Trent Williams is 300 pounds and can throw you over a building. So uh, you know, good luck to anybody that has to go against him when he's feeling it. I felt that one way up here. Yeah, guys were locked in today. There was you felt it throughout the week too. Just um, it was a big game. You know, NFC opponent, playoff picture, and everything like that. It's, uh, it's December football, so we knew what we were in for. And now, now, from Candlestick Point in San Francisco, California, it's the Stick, Stick, Stick 49er Podcast Show. When I look at my team and I have, you know, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Jimmy Ward, Aziz, Arden, I got Eric Armstead, and then my offense, I got Debo Ayuk, me, Jeff Wilson, Jimmy G, Trent Williams. Like, there's a lot of, we have a lot of players that can make a lot of really big plays. And so, no, I've always believed in this offense and this team that we can go out there and make plays. I mean, earlier in the season, we just turned the ball over, like, way too much, and we've just stopped doing that. Ah, Victory Monday. So nice. The Niners go to Atlanta, and after the opening kickoff looked to dictate otherwise, they beat the Atlanta Falcons 31-13 to at home. Another home win. Feels good. And welcome to another edition of the Stick 49ers podcast. I'm your host, Lucas McLaughlin, and I'm here with Lucas Ortiz. Lucas, how are you feeling, man? Feeling good, baby. Nice to get that W, back-to-back games. Looking to make it three in a row. Coming up soon, real soon, Thursday to be exact, against the Tennessee Titans. So uh, we're not going to dwell on this victory too much, but we are going to get into it and go over the good, the bad. The frightening start that this game got off to <laughs> with the Jamichael Hasty fumble off the off the kickoff. Hasty looks so um, wasn't feeling too good after that play. He looked so good a few years back, but man, he's been every time I see him, he makes me nervous this year. Yeah, like I'm kind of holding my breath every time he takes a a kickoff return, right? Or even yeah. even his runs, I'm just like expecting him to fumble the ball now. Yeah. And the guy that normally makes everybody nervous, Jimmy Garoppolo, had a great game. He went 18 of 23 for 235 yards and a touchdown and had no interceptions. And I thought he he made things happen a couple of times where he normally would maybe fall on his ass. And it was nice to see him able to create something out of nothing a couple of times. And man, yeah, he had a good game, huh? Yeah, when, you know, there's no pressure on you and you got plenty of time out there to 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 pick your targets out, uh, you're going to have a good game. And he, he showed us that he can still be a top five quarterback when he's given the opportunity, when he has time to throw the ball. And he had tons of time. Thanks to the old Lions game. I mean, those guys were sensational and we'll, we'll get a, a little more in depth on how they played and later on in the show, but they, I thought they owned that game. I mean, they just yeah. dominated from start to finish gaping holes, pancake blocks all over the place. Uh, Trent Williams just mulling people and thought they were outstanding, even more so than than they normally have been. Um, This game really highlighted just how good of an offensive line that we we have out there. Yeah, and it kind of shows you the Niners' depth. And Jeff Wilson Jr. gets 110 yards on 21 carries and had a great game. It was nice to see him fill in when Mitchell's out again. I guess he's got some swelling of the knee. But Mm -hmm. you next guy up and Wilson, and we've been like that all year. I mean, without Mostert, it seems like guys have stepped up when we need them to. And, and, you know, seeing that Jeff Wilson Jr. is back and running strong really puts a smile on my face. Great to see him get into the end zone and get behind that line. And yeah, we'll get, we'll get into the trenches. And then also Debo 
looking great. I mean, that touchdown run, and that's how we, we need everybody to do well so that we can get on the right page so that in the playoffs, people are a little bit scared because, you know, it's nice to see also Kittle had a good game again, and he's been on fuego as of late. Yeah, it was it was a dominant run attack. I thought Jeff Wilson showed some signs last week against the Bengals that he was starting to get his sea legs and his his cuts were starting to look a little sharper and just look like a little more assertive out there. Three rushing touchdowns in this game, right, Lucas? I mean, because didn't Juice get one too? Yeah, Juice got one on a nice six-yard plunge from uh, from the left side. I think Debo got in on a run as well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Jeff Wilson. He looked he looked impressive. He, this looked like Jeff Wilson, 2020. You know what I mean? Like this Definitely. is the first time I, I thought like, all right, he's fully back from that injury. Yeah. He's not thinking about his knee. He's just out there playing hard. I mean, he was he was able to get the edge on. I think Terrell Davis. He made him he made him take a bad angle, and he was actually able to use his speed to get outside on a big 15 yard gain. So this is the Jeff Wilson I want to see, and, and him with Elijah Mitchell is scary. Like that thunder and lightning is not going to be something that a team is going to want to have to play in the playoffs. Definitely. I don't care how good your defense is. And our defense, speaking of defense, played well in this game. And, you know, they should. I mean, we, the Atlanta Falcons have not beat a winning team all season. And that stat kind of sticks out in your head. But we should beat them, and we did. And it was definitive. And it was nice to see us hold them after Hasty muffed that punt. And they got the ball on the one-yard line. It was nice to see that goal light stand to begin the game. Yeah, and they look like they scored right off the bat, right? Our first play, it looked like Corderell Patterson got over the goal line. They reviewed yes. it. It looked like his knee came down just before he got to the half yard line. So I'm thinking like, all right, whatever. You know, they're just going to punch it in the next play. It's inevitable. And the defense said, no. Fred Warner said, no. DJ Jones Great said, no. <laughs> so they, that was one of the best goal line stands I've seen in a long time. Makes me think of the one that uh, the 49ers had many moons ago against the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football where we had a goal line stand, but it would also turn into a fumble recovery by oh, Lee yeah. Woodall for 99 yards. Wow. I mean, it wasn't quite as spectacular as that, but it just, it made me immediately go back to that moment. And we didn't just do it once. We did it four times. I think there was four goal line or short yardage turnover on downs on the fourth down. So the defense is not the kind of defense you want to have to face when you had a, a fourth down and short. And Jimmy Ward made an amazing tackle on a one-on-one play on a fourth down. I think later on in the game, they were, they had a goal to go and we shut that down too. So it was all game. I mean, they just, I also really thought that uh, Fred Warner had an amazing game and I kind of wanted to just, just highlight how he was everywhere. I mean, he was crunching people, <laughs> big hits, you know, comes up, flexes his arms after every, after every big tackle. I thought he had a, a really nice game and, and we needed it with, with Aziz Alshair out, you know, yeah. he's, he's kind of taking a backseat to Aziz, but this game, he kind of said, all right, this is why I'm the captain. This is why I got the green dot on my helmet. I'm the man. Really nice game by Fred. For and sure. uh, yeah, just wanted to shout him out. Matt Ryan had no time back there. When he wasn't getting sacked, he was getting hit and hurried and flustered. And he was pissed off and slapping his, his offensive alignment on the ass <laughs> out of frustration. I think that one was after a false start call. But yeah, it was just hilarious, man. What did you think of the game? Like, what was your what was your take? 
you know, we had some great stops in this game. And I think that the main concern for me and probably everyone that's a Niner fan is the secondary. And of course, you know, we had some really good plays and some really close plays. Ambry Thomas, I mean, he makes me so nervous moving forward into the playoffs, but he did have some great positioning. He did have some great plays where he actually looked back at the ball, which I like to see. And obviously he's been playing corner his whole life. He just needs to settle down. So, and, and, you know, when they're attacking you, they're attacking you. I remember that you used to do that to Tyrone Drake for a lot. And you, you got to, he's got to just kind of settle down, especially when we get into uh, the playoffs, but it'll be nice to see him in this next game. What did you think of his play? And do you think that he's improved? He obviously had some pretty rough plays there. Yeah. So everyone knows is going to point to the, the, the big catches and plays that he didn't make. I think there was a, an interception that he looked like he was riding his chest and somehow Kyle Pitts was able to wrestle the ball away, make the catch. Uh, fortunately for us, he didn't get that second foot in cause he, he landed on top of Ambry Thomas, but I just, I still don't know how for the life of me, he didn't, he didn't come down with that interception because it was soft coverage. He was basically playing back and Kyle Pitts looked like he kind of gave up on the route. Finally figured out the ball was coming, went to go get it. Thomas was there, got through his hands and then it just kind of bounced out and into pits. Yeah. And then there was another play, I think where he was hit pretty good coverage and the ball was thrown a little high, hit him right in the hands and he just couldn't make the catch. Like he doesn't, you know, he's playing cornerback for a reason. Yeah. It's not because he's a good receiver. Granted, Pitts is a tough assignment, man. He's a big guy. <laughs> he, he he is tough. And it, and it looked like the wide receiver, Gage, had his number. He, he burned him for a touchdown early in the game to, to tie it up at 10. Um, that was just one of those, you know, he got he got burnt right from the get-go and couldn't, couldn't catch up to the ball. Uh, jumped up at the last second and looked like he possibly could have knocked it out of the, the receiver's hands, but he just wasn't he's not violent enough at the point of attack to, to really disrupt passes. And I think that's something that he's going to have to work on and get a lot better at if he wants to stay on the field right now. It's if uh, Emmanuel Mosley comes back and I don't, I don't see him stiff in the field anytime soon, especially with Josh Norman on the other side. So, you know, he had a, he had a subpar game. He wasn't, the worst game I've seen a uh, cornerback play for the 49ers, but definitely wasn't good. Now what's going to help is that you got guys like Nick Bosa who continue to dominate, got another sack in this game. He made me a little scared when he uh, had a little trouble with his knee or had a, he hit somebody pretty hard and looked like almost like he had a stinger and went to the sideline for a little bit, but then he came right back in this game and man, what's up with that call on key. That was a beautiful sack. You know, at, at that yeah, point, that's all he could do. Is jump yeah, towards just as much quarterback, right? Just as much as the the D the offensive line dominated the line of scrimmage. I think the D line had just as good of a, a game and an impact on the result. Definitely, of course, Nick Bosa is still the most held and not called man in the NFL. Like they, I think one play I saw a, a neck hold, yeah, similar to like a WWE type move, like a finishing move. I think somebody had him in the Cobra clutch and that wasn't called right in front of the referee. He gets, he gets grabbed all the time and never gets a call, but to get that strip sack, uh, got the ball on that one, which was nice. That was key. Those, those turnovers definitely helped. And Arden key was all over the place. Oh, he, he, had he had a tremendous game. He should have had two sacks, but yeah, one was called because it looked like when he dove to tackle, he didn't let go of his hands yeah. and using your body weight to, to kind of, 
push him into the ground. So it's going to get called and it's a stupid rule, but it, it was properly called. I think in my estimation, even though the, the Fox analysts disagreed with the call or the I'm sorry, the CBS analysts disagreed with the call. I think it was, I think it was properly called and you know, it's just, he learned from it. Like later on the game, he had a sack and he, he let go. Like he did it the right way and he it didn't get called. So, you know, it's just one of those learn your lesson and don't repeat it. Yeah. Now the other concern, the other concern I have with what's been happening in a lot of these games, and I know that Mike Arango, our uh, our guest, uh, when you were out, brought it up as well, and that's a few ga- a few weeks ago. That is that Kyle, he should take out some of the starters, man. With four minutes to go, first of all, we should have had Lance in the game. The game was wrapped up, but second of all, Debo should not be running up the middle. I mean, especially with no. the groin injury a couple weeks back. You know, we need to take care of our guys. And and I think the game was pretty wrapped up. I want to see some of these starters. And Bosa should not be in there. You know, some guys that we definitely need going into the playoffs should not be in the game. And I'm not sure why he tends to let them play it out. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you anymore. His reasoning after the game was he still was having flashbacks to to losing the game to the Falcons in 2019, Uh, being up by 14. And I'm just, you know, you can't you can't dwell on past losses or victories and let that be a factor in your decision-making towards the end of a game where you're decidedly winning and there's no way they're going to come back down three scores. Yeah. Especially considering last year when we had most of the team injured, you know, this is a very physical game. You got to protect your guys. And I know that uh, you mentioned it already um, that Jeff Wilson jr. Had a big game and that's a, the, the line just went crazy and had a great game, but let's get down in the trenches with Lucas Ortiz. Down in the trenches with Lucas Ortiz. Down in the trenches. So, man, I know they all had a really good game and, and that you were very proud of your line. Uh, so break it down for us, Lucas. Yeah, just a dominant performance. I thought each guy on the offensive line had an A-plus game all the way through, run blocking, pass blocking. It didn't matter what these guys did. The D line for the Atlanta Falcons just could not could not stand up to our our beef. Our guys were pancake blocking all over the place. Uh, I think Trent Williams probably had the block of the game. It was a an outside zone play to the left, and he took the D in and put him on his ass. I mean, it was I, I saw a highlight block of it on uh, Bleacher Report, and I just kept playing it over and over and over again because it just it was fantastic. And Alex Mack, he was, he was all over the place. I think his play has definitely picked up over the last three or four weeks. He's, he was suspect in the beginning. I was starting to question that, that signing and he's really shown his, his worth over the last uh, month and is, has been one of the best centers, I think, across the league. Um, Really liked his play. Lakin Tomlinson, another great game. He's just he's like that steady guy. You know, you know what you're gonna get out of him. He's he's never gonna miss a block. He's always gonna know his assignment, and he's just a he man strength, super power blocker. Like can uh, get out and pull and lead the way at the same time. You can you know double team somebody and get to the second level and block a fast linebacker yeah. so he, he did a really good job of that tom compton didn't hear any uh didn't hear his name called so yeah. uh, you know in my opinion that's that's a good thing <laughs> that means he's doing his job just, that coupled with the fact that we we did have so many big holes and a lot of times the play would start to the left and 
Wilson would cut back. Yeah. And you know, it's the, the backside tackle and guard that really open up those holes. So Compton was able to wall off his guy and make sure that Wilson had a nice cutback line. Same thing with Brunskill. Yeah. He would get to the second level and either push the linebacker down the wash or, or wall him off just enough. So to lend even more support to your analysis, I'm pretty sure that Garoppolo maybe never even got sacked in this game. He had a clean jersey, didn't he? He, he had a clean jersey for the most part. There was that one <laughs> pass play where it seemed like he had forever, like four or five seconds in the pocket, and he started to get really antsy and move around. It's like the clock in his head was oh, okay. was going off and he was starting to get tackled for a a, a sack and he just kind of like oh, he flung the ball out to hasty yeah for like a little five five yard game yeah but that was that was the yeah that was the closest thing to a sack there was in the awesome. game and even then he had a lot of time he just uh he, no one came open immediately but luckily he was able to get that ball off just in time as he was being tackled to the ground so other than that now these guys played their asses off. I think they were the two stars of the game as much as Debo had a, a really nice game on the ground and, and with some nice catches. I think IU had a really nice 36 yard slant run or yeah, slant awesome. reception and run after the catch yeah. right after he fall started. Ended up being his um, only catch, but man, that was a really nice one. Yeah. I think uh, one of the sideline reporters overheard Alex Mack after after the big 36 yard game by Ayuk and uh five yard penalty before that, I think somebody overheard Alex Max say, you totally redeemed yourself. <laughs> you know, Lloyd, just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this and totally redeem yourself. <laughs> yeah. So he totally redeemed himself. Yeah, if you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a big penalty, you got to redeem yourself afterwards. You got to have a big play. Hopefully, they can continue to their dominance and and keep Jimmy's jersey clean, and then we'll get back down in the trenches next week. I mean, that's a short week actually, which we'll get to next. With Put, 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 put. Down in the trenches with Lucas Ortiz. Down in the trenches. So, man, we're playing a game on Thursday. You know that's got to be tough turnaround. Some of these guys are got to be hurting. And now we're playing a tough Titans team on Thursday night on the national stage. I'm just hoping that our guys stay healthy. But uh, what do you think the keys to victory are against the Titans here? Keys to victory, I think the biggest one that comes to mind is just kick them while they're down. They're coming in limping. I think they've lost two or three games in a row. Their quarterback is not playing well their their running game which used to be a, a point of emphasis or a strength for them isn't doing its job they're not they're not running the ball like they did earlier in the season especially with uh derrick henry uh being out so i think we just gotta keep doing what we're doing which is playing tough defense hitting on every play you know being sure tacklers uh hopefully covering a little bit better than than we have but you know, like we, we're not really giving up a lot of points, which is, is something that I hope carries over into this next game. So keep them under 15, um, hopefully score 30, 40 points on them. I, I think we can d- definitely do something like that. Um, even coming off a, a short week, you know, these guys are not going to practice really heavy this week. I think it's going to be two days off, um, yeah. install, walk through very light practice, and then you play. That's, that's typically what you do on a Thursday game. So Cal's smart. He's going to give these guys plenty of rest. He's probably going to give them, you know, at least two days of uh, 
just not being on your feet, you know, come in for a light workout and some film work and that's it. You know, it's just basically who wants it more on Thursday. And I think the game is going to go our way. I think we're going to win say 35 to 16 nice. 49ers on a Thursday night, nice little early Christmas gift before Saturday. Awesome. How do you see it going? So I I'm with you there, you know, hopefully they take it easy here and get ready for that game. But, but, you know, stay in rhythm because they're, they're in a good rhythm as of late and kind of carry that momentum and rhythm into the playoffs here. Um, which now we have a really good chance of, of taking that sixth seed. And in this game, I'd love to see Thomas because I like some of the positioning. He, he gets picked on, but he needs to step up and show them why he shouldn't be picked on. And maybe that starts with Norman on the other side, Josh Norman making a play. And maybe, you know, I'd like to see uh, our, our – because uh, it's going to be tough. They do have good receivers, the Titans. So hopefully – I know their, their quarterback has struggled – but hopefully Thomas can get an inter interception mm -hmm. and I'd love to see, uh, you know, uh, Norman continue to punch the ball out, but actually get the fumble recovery. Jimmy G needs to just keep on going, man. They're, they're having him throw a lot. It helps that we can get that running game to open up that passing game. I'd love to see Kittle get a touchdown. And I think you'll see Niners 28 Titans 21. Nice. And uh, we'll win it in the fourth with strong defense and continued amazing play by Fred. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up Jimmy. I forgot to mention him because people don't realize since week eight, he's been one of the most efficient, highest rated passers in the NFL. I think he's top five since week eight. Um, and a lot of yeah. different statistics, you know, it's just turnover ratio, um, passing efficiency, quarterback rating, um, expected points above replacement. Like these things all look very good for him. And I think Kyle trusts him a lot more. He's, he's given him the opportunity to throw a lot more and especially third down uh, situations where we really need to, to convert. He's, he's been coming through on the money down and um, it showed yeah. this last week. It's been showing over the last yeah, month. He's definitely going, going through the progressions more and yeah. just having Kittle Samuel and Ayuk. And Jennings, as a, you know, he's been a good supporting cast member coming in with a few good catches here. I think uh, having all those receivers gives the defense a lot to worry about and gives, you know, uh, Jimmy a great arsenal of uh, receivers to go to. And so hopefully he'll keep distributing the ball and not just look at Samuel or Kittle. And that's, I think, the key to victory here. Yeah. The Titans. Yeah. Give it to Kittle. Give it to Debo. Let Debo run over defensive backs to knock out their mouthpieces and, you know, put them on their backs <laughs> like he did against the Falcons. <laughs> that was, that was an amazing play, by the way. We, we didn't, we didn't, the pass over the middle where Debo ran over the, the free safety and his mouthpiece oh, yeah. popped up feet in the air. Ooh, he didn't even see that one coming. Oh no. There's a man down. That was amazing. That mouthpiece, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I think I sent you a, a gif of, of uh, Debo from Friday knocking out the yeah. the guy on the bicycle. He didn't see it, but I'll guarantee you he felt That's what Debo does. Kittle's the same way. <laughs> he runs with that same anger, and you know he's he's always see he's seeking contact, not trying to avoid it or go to the yeah. sideline or fall down before he gets hit. It's like he wants ten guys to bring him down and just you know carry that badass moniker. Well, you know we have a decent team. 
Lucas. We do. It's we decent. Have to, it's and decent. We'll continue to be decent. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, we can keep the Jets turning on and, and and do something here in the playoffs. So hopefully, we'll get a win on Thursday night. And it's always good talking to you, bro. And uh, go Niners and uh, get another win and just keep the momentum going. Three in a row, baby. Let's go. If we if we win this game, I think we're almost a hundred percent guaranteed a playoff spot. Two Tuesday night football games, but because of COVID, it's another COVID Christmas. A bunch of games have been moved to tonight and tomorrow. Um, We're recording this on a Monday, so we'll see how that goes. And if we win one more game, most likely it's going to be a done deal. And you might get to see Lance play in a game or two. That would be nice. Especially if we're locked into that six seed. All right, man. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Go Niners. Go Niners.